Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Amigas. This is the show where we answer our Discord community's burning questions with our lukewarm answers. Yeah. We start things off with the one, the only, the thunder from down under, Graham W. Vebke. He asks, IBM infamously decided not to make a PC with a 68,000 and instead selected the 8-bit 8088. Yeah. I have heard that it was because Intel was more familiar with the 8085 in the data master terminals. If IBM instead selected the 68,000, do you think this would have boosted life of other 68,000-based computers that came after, like the Amiga, or do you think these machines may never have happened? Oh, it would have absolutely... I mean, it would have changed everything. Because, I mean, let's ponder this for a moment. It's funny, I was, I've been talking to a fellow about some narration for a video on the history of computers. So this is apt, an apt question, given my recent readings and, and listings. And so... If you think about it, think about the 8086 that eventually fell into the 8088 that eventually turned into your 286s. The whole 86 line, you know, x86 line. These were, these IBMs, you know, when IBM was in the business, they effectively, they did something very un-IBM-like and they started making their stuff, out of, uh, their computers out of basically ready-made parts. They released all their schematics. They're like, anyone can make them. Mm -hmm. That ushered in the whole series of clones. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes the PC market what it is today because everyone had a fighting chance of getting in there, right? right. Exact opposite of like your Macintosh. So if they used the 68,000 chip, presumably, you would have went down the line on that chip. Now, can the 68,000 chip... Uh, perform up to the standards? Could 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 that line have been made to perform to the standards of, of uh, your 486s and stuff before the Pentium and stuff came in? Who knows? Who knows what would have followed it up? But I would say absolutely, unequivocally, that if the 68,000 series had been used, it absolutely would have changed the face of computing. I don't know if it would have been for the better or for the worse. It's hard to be. What do you think? Well, I, I don't really understand how chip-based architecture would have made the Amiga come out or not come out. Like, I think that 68,000s probably would have gotten a lot cheaper because there would be a lot more of them out there. And it probably would have caused the upgrades in the 60, like the 020 and the 030, all that stuff probably would have happened sooner. But, you know, it's it's just hard to say how it would impact any of IBM's competitors. I mean, IBM, is, let's be honest, IBM has never really had competitors. Since they came out, they've been on top, and everybody else has been distantly behind, if you look at the, sort of the worldwide sales. Well, so. IBM, though, they're pretty clever. When they start falling behind, it's something they just, they just leave. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, the PC game is a good example. Mm -hmm. They left. Right. They left printers. Mm -hmm. They left, you know, they when they did just leave. They just get, they sell off what they've got. They left laptops. They left all that stuff to do their other stuff. You know, I don't know. You got to think the uh, would the Amiga have, would have made any difference? I mean, I don't know. Maybe if there was an MS DOS and, a, uh, and Windows for a sixty eight thousand chip, if you picture that for a moment, that would have been. You know, why would you even need? Uh, someone else's stuff, you, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, oh, and maybe it would have been beaten out by the better OS. You know, who knows? It's, that is wacky, but it would have been interesting. I never thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Graham's second question is: Do you did you ever participate or in any fads or trends when growing up? Fads or oh yeah, did you? I don't know. I mean, like, because I always think about flack when I think about this question, and it's like I was into stuff, but. I mean, yeah, sure. So, like, I think, like, hacky sack. 
that was a fad that I was into when I was in high school. Yeah. I'd hike it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had parachute pants when those were in vogue, but I didn't break pants. You probably did not have pumps. I had, uh, no. But we had zips. Those were like the big tennis shoes when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Did you have PF flyers? I did not. I didn't care much about that stuff. You know, it's funny because those those wacky trends were like, for example, when you were in school, you had stuff like pogs come up. That was a little bit after my time and stuff. But I mean, my point is, as as the world has gotten more as smaller with more people communicating, it's easier for these weird trends and gimmicks to pop around. I don't know. It seems like in the old days where you didn't know what the next school was doing. I'm not sure there were as many people doing things that we would consider trends across the nation. Well, I think there are things like fashion trends, like bell-bottom jeans. Oh, yeah, yeah, something like that, sure. Or the pet rock, you know? I I mean, that was before my time. But, I mean, like, I don't think that 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 is necessarily true. I think that the staying power, it's much harder for fads to have staying power these days because the next thing is at your doorstep right around the corner. I really can't think of any fads. I guess hairstyles would be another one. Breakdancing. But I can't think of... Skateboarding. Yeah, but I can't think of too many fads that I was it doing, is what I'm saying. What about what about professional wrestling? That was a fad in the 80s. Well, no. I mean, not re- I mean, I was into wrestling before it was but I'm being, popular. But it's still, though, I mean, like, it was, that was a I fad mean, it comes, But wrestling then. comes and goes. It's yeah, always it's been fad. there. No, it's not a fad because it's still around. You know, it's well, always fads, been there. Fads, I mean, I don't think the, I think we have different definitions. I think what I consider like what is a fad is something that's popular. It's something that's like this. It's like, whoo, and then it goes back down. Like, things are always still around. Like, people are still wearing parachute pants. I mean, are they? Yeah. Ooh. Like, you When was gonna, the last time you saw a guy wearing parachute oh, pants? Oh, you only see women wearing them. Really? Yeah. Man. At least the women out. They're have. super comfy. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I did have the ponytail. That's sort of... I, I was at the early part of that trend. See? Mullet. That's a thing that's coming back. Well, yeah, I guess. Scullet, not so much. No. No. Um, but, yeah, for me, probably, like... I mean, I was into skateboarding. I, I was into, <laughs> I can't believe it. I was into jean jackets when I that still, was I'm thing. still into those, brother. Um... Yeah, that was the, that's probably like the thing. It never went away in Canada. Curtis was appalled that the mullet had gone away. Don't worry, Curtis. <laughs> in Canada, the mullet's still going strong. Um, now, here's Graham's next question. Yeah. Do you consider retro gaming as a fad or a trend now? It's probably... It depends on what you're, how long a fad can be around. All right, Because I can tell you, and I think you can... We've talked about this. Kids now don't give any craps about the stuff that we care about, but they're going to care about the retro games of their youth when they're older. And so I think, but I, that. I think that's true, but with a but. Yeah. Okay. Because like I see thousands of kids every day, yeah. so I see what kids are wearing. I see what ooh, what they're what they're talking about. They will wear shirts that have like they'll say like old school, and they'll have an NES controller on there. Yeah. But I bet that there are kids that bought that shirt because they think it looks cool, not because they're going home to play. Original or their NES. parents bought it for them. Or their parents bought it for them, right? Yeah. So in that way, I do think it's a fad. But in the same way that sort of like '60s cars are a fad, it's a fad that there's always like it's people are still going to love '57 Chevys and stuff like that until the end of time. Yeah. Um. It's it's a fad. But I think that it's a long-term fad. And something else with kids, like my kid loves Roblox, for example, mm-hmm. right? Like, I grew up with an Aussie too. Like mm-hmm. a tangible item I can go pick up and play. You know, it, my people don't like it. I don't think kids look at 
things like that anymore. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if he's going to be nostalgic for the old Road Roblox games. Oh, he'll he will be. They'll come up with some way to make Roblox classic. I mean, Twenty years from now, I don't know. I don't know if they're programmed the same way. I don't think anyone knows until the time comes. But I, there's a there's always going to be a market well, for nostalgia. There's and there's of, always going to be a way that for people to tap. Right, into but it's going to be there's the there's tangible items that we have we hold in our hands. They're physically there. And Roblox, it was something he never owned. He never needed a special system to play. He never tangibly held a copy of it. And so in the future. Unless he's just drawn to sit around and play that, that's the only connection he's got. It's the gameplay. There's no physical he connection. Doesn't, he doesn't have a Roblox pillow? No. Or Roblox sheets? No. Really? They do make those. I know, because I see those walking but around school all the time. He's got a shirt or something. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's still physical stuff. But it's, it's, not, just, the, it's not the physical device, right, is what I'm saying. Right. So, it, well, I guess the only time will tell. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Graham's final question is, are there any wrestling events the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of Boat Fest? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, because we can't do both. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no. It's, I mean, listen, the indie wrestling's blowing up right now. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's blowing up. Around here. So, I would not be surprised if there were events every weekend on Saturdays and Fridays. Yeah. I, is too Scooby asks, I've always disliked cilantro. To the point where I could not understand how people could stomach it, let alone prefer it. Uh, it wasn't until I did a 23andMe DNA analysis that I found out being, I belong to a group that makes up 14% of the population that is genetically predisposed to think cilantro tastes like waxy soap. What are your thoughts on cilantro, or do you have any unusually strong food preferences? It's funny, so my, my buddy's wife, me and my buddy went out to eat, and he goes, listen, we're going to go eat here, because my wife won't eat here because they got cilantro in the food. And I was like, what? I've heard of cilantro, but I don't know what it is exactly. I mean, it's a, some sort of spice or whatever. I don't know what it cilantro is. Cilantro looks like parsley. Right, right. But, I mean, it's sprinkled in the yeah. stuff, right? And you can taste it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to me, it doesn't really add or subtract anything to the meal. But I guess his wife is one of the ones that thinks it makes it. Thinks I am it also like one so. of the people that I cannot deal with cilantro, yeah. and I didn't know that until I married Eat because cilantro is like a main ingredient in Thai food. Really? Yeah. You got hose there. I got hose yeah. there. Um, is to Scooby asks. I was surprised to find out that some people very much dislike hearing the word moist. It doesn't bother me at all, so I find it interesting. How do you feel about the word moist? If it doesn't bother you, do you perhaps have any other unexpected words that you find distasteful? Moist, when I think of moist, I think of like, uh, remember those uh, cake commercials? Mm-hmm. They played, yeah, who, who was the Hines. Duncan Hines cake miss? Mm-hmm. That, and so it's like, I picture the, the yellow so it's, cake. It's a, it's a positive oh, association. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Now, when I was in Scouts, I didn't like that word because mm-hmm. I'd be like, it's been, I was, my all my clothes were yeah, like that. All the time. Uh, words that I don't like. I mean, there's phrases I don't like. Well, sure. But I'm talking specific words. <sighs> Nothing I'd want to say here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, there are. There are some. Yeah. What about you? I'm trying to think. When you think of moist, you got a problem with that? No. That's, I, a, that's I, something I, that was a TV show did something on that. Yeah, that. there was a, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of anything offhand that like just makes me like, I'm more of a visual person. Like there's some things I don't like to look at. Yeah. But uh, if I had to pick a word I don't like, it's content. Yeah. I hate hearing people say that. The, well, like, I never, if you think that, the, like, when you're doing shows and mm-hmm. stuff, if that's how you look at your stuff, right. that's no good. Yeah, I agree with you there, 100%. Also, that seems like you planned it, and mm-hmm. 
So there's us out. <laughs> anyway. Mr. Rocket asks, if video games, Ooh. pinball machines, computers, and arcades had never existed, what would be your retro thing? Um, my retro thing would probably be, you know, I feel like I could really get into old-time radio. I thought you'd say books. I well, really I don't did. consider that to be retro. Yeah, but you could collect those antique books. Those things, that's yeah, a I'm big not, market. No, I'm not into that, though, because those books literally fall apart a lot of times. Oh, they do. You, you got to vacuum seal them yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, old-time radio? Yeah. I didn't know you even listened to any of that. Yeah, I, I feel like I've listened to a little bit, and I feel like I could get real into it. Well, you're a wise choice. I was going to say old ra- radios and TVs. I found, you know that TV I got uh, that I love? There's the same place. They've got one that would sit on your desk from mm-hmm. the exact same year for mm-hmm. 110 bucks. Get it. And I'm like, man, I could go get that, but I'm not <laughs> going to because I've already got this other TV. Uh, but, yeah, it, the problem is I don't like to do the electronic stuff in, in those things. Well, you just send it to Frank. No, Frank would – I don't think Frank <laughs> wants to tangle with these TVs. You know, and so, I, you know, comic books is mm-hmm. something else I've always been into. But again, like, I don't know, when I think about old comic books, it's like, you've got to be real careful and open them up and the pages yeah, it's not are as falling much as like, It's not like, I mean, I hope not yet, but yeah. Uh, I've been into a lot of different hobbies in my life, including collecting baseball cards and movie cards yeah. and comic books and I like retro stamps, anything. coins. Yeah, I've always been fascinated by things that are older than I am. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, you know, Teresa's got old postcards. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. Yeah, those you are know. fun. You know, especially when they're the real weird ones, yeah, like places that no longer exist. Or you know? it's like here's here's uh, you know uh, Lansing's water treatment facility. Yeah, that's our churches that, yeah. or mm-hmm. banks. Yeah. You know, they, they, they used to make postcards out of everything back right. in the day. But it's fun when you come across one for a thing that's gone mm-hmm. or a thing you remember. Like sometimes old hotels will have them, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So that's I've got some old postcards that I got in Thailand. Yeah. That uh, British people brought over when Thailand was... Uh, they were never colonized by the British, but the British were over there. I've got some old cigarette machine cards and stuff. I'll oh, bring yeah. those over sometime. Yeah. They're pretty fun yeah, to look at. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Cameron Armstrong asks, Have either of you experienced a virus on a retro machine? I unfortunately experienced the wrath of the infamous virus on my Amiga known as Saddam. Obviously named after the Iraqi leader that corrupted a lot of my discs. Did you ever get a virus back in the day? I did. Well, on my retro oh. systems, no. I mean, now when I had the Amiga, that's yes. what, I think that's what he means. Uh, well, oh yeah, back in the and when they were contemporary, mm-hmm. absolutely. I had a Virus X that would come up on all my discs, you know, the, that I used for Windows Workbench stuff. Uh, on the PC, all the time, I would get them. Uh, that would screw around with your EXE files and stuff. Uh, I, I'm, it's funny. I get less now. Knock on wood here, but I get less now. And I don't have, I don't run even a, I don't even run a firewall. I don't mm-hmm. run nothing. Mm-hmm. Turn it all off mm-hmm. uh, because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like. And I turn off Windows built-in. You, you stuff. don't like Windows Defender. I don't like any of it. I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. The key to not getting infected with stuff is not being an idiot. You know, and no, and also when your spotty sense is tingling mm-hmm. when you've been doing this long enough, everybody knows. If you're watching or listening at home, you know because you're listening to this stuff. You know the spotty sense when you go tick when you're clicking something you know you're not supposed mm-hmm. to. Sometimes you click stuff knowing you shouldn't go there, but you've got to go there for some nefarious right. reason, right? And then yep. you, you're screwed. You know, it's funny. I was, I was trying to um, download this, uh, this, this file, and it took me through three different sites to sign up for a, uh, like one of those uh, mega.nz type sites. But oh, it yeah. was three different ones. It kept feeding me the other ones. Yeah. And you know, that's the, you, you don't want to put your credit card in on one of those Yeah, sites, no. Yeah. God, no. Jeez. But yeah. I've gotten the old viruses a lot back in the day. 
Uh, I never had a virus until like Windows 95. When I was and cleaning computers, oh, Windows is the worst. Yeah. What did you end up getting? Everything. I mean, yeah. we had this e-machine system. It was a zombie computer. It was one of those. Yeah. I mean, you just couldn't do anything on it. When I, when I did computer work, I was just there, just as the encryption stuff was starting to kick in. Mm-hmm. And the, I was the first time a computer came in to had all of its files encrypted. I told the boss, I'm like, listen, this computer's screwed. And they're never getting their stuff back. And our business is screwed. I said those three things. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, we can't beat this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do right. to do this. And when I explained what it was, was, I was like, I thought the computer world's in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, it's been. I yeah. mean, the big time. Yeah. You know. Uh, David Hearn Ryder asks, you have the chance to go back in time and delete the master disc of an Amiga game so it never existed. Which one do you choose, and why is it Yolanda? It's not Yolanda. I can tell you that right now. Um, what do you think on this? You've, you've hated so many games. Yeah, I mean Dungeon Master. No, don't be a jerk. Yeah, because there are so many people that swear that that's like the best game that's ever existed. It is a good existed. game. I like it. I wish it never existed so I wouldn't have to keep hearing about it. Oh, I could say the same thing about Final Fantasy VII or Zelda. We're talking about Amiga games. Oh, well, weren't there, there was Final Fantasy VII on Amiga, right? Oh, yeah. It was a huge hit. Um, Amiga game that I wish could no, would never have existed. Some of them have made me violently angry. I'm going to go with Nightbreed. Really? I hated that game. It, oh, it yeah. made me super mad. Yeah, Remember nice, where you yeah. get in the car and drive mm-hmm. around yeah, and stuff? Game. That one's horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to, but I mean, I'm sure there are worse ones. But the thing is, some of the bad ones, like Brock just mentioned Top Banana, listen, or Yolanda, you know, and you know me. Some of these games are like the Mystery Science Theater level games. They're so g- stupid or goofy, they, I, they're endearing in a way. Switchblades, another one. That thinking, that okay, I changed my vote. Switchblades. See the way you feel about Switchblades, the way I feel about Dungeon Master. But Switchblades worse because remember that all that crap we yeah. read, the Blade Runner esque, yeah. yeah. Journey in the Darkness, yeah. Cyberpunk Thriller. You're a geek who kicks people like a dork. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Mister Dave six three zero nine asks, what video game character would you enjoy going on a date with? Ms. Pac Man, Laura Croft, Eek the Cat. Samantha Fox strip poker. <laughs> You'd want to go on a date with that Samantha Fox? Well, I mean, I would want the real one, not that <laughs> okay. version. Okay. I think Miss Pac-Man be a fun date. Miss, pa- <laughs> Listen, I think that's just Pac-Man with a bow and some makeup. Don't ruin my, my I'm fantasy. I'm just saying. I don't want to lie to you. <laughs> you know, that could be a Lola situation. Or a Victor Victoria yeah. situation. Uh, Pajaco6502 says, When you were young, did you have a stash of adult literature? And if so, what crazy links did you go to hide it from everyone? You did have to, that was a different year back in them days, where you, so before you had a computer or anything, mm-hmm. and you didn't have a computer in your room, that's for darn sure, even when that was available. Um, gosh, I did. I did have, I didn't go to crazy links because mm-hmm. no one cared, but, uh, uh, yeah, I would say yes. This is the answer. Well, where where was your secret hiding spot? I mean, it wasn't elaborate. I can tell you that right now. I just like had a claw trap door. Something. No, I didn't no. have any of that. Oh. It's not like I had a big cache. Like my, when I moved in with Big Head, you know, this guy and Hose. Hose had left behind his collection from God, before he was married. He'd given it to me. I'm like, why are you giving me this? And what he meant to do? It's he put a you. He put it boat. He goes, listen. Ho said, listen, you could keep all this stuff because he'd lived with me for a while. He just, just left it there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And so it was in the closet of the room that Bo, that Big Head took over, right? 
So Big Head had access to this huge cache of like classic mags, mm-hmm. right? And these things were everywhere. I'd go to his room and he, like I said, Big Head had like a nest. He didn't have a bed. He just took clothes and stuff and made like a big nest. And that stuff was part of the nest. So you got like a bird with like a piece of paper, like interwoven into all the crap, clothes wow. and forks. I can only imagine forks. the smell of that room. Oh, it was every bit what you would expect, food. And he'd have guns occasionally stringed around in there. I never had adult literature because I was afraid that it would be found. And so there was, was your mom the kind that would search for no, it. No, no, but I was just, I was just, I was always afraid that it would be found. You're super. So. You were a super good boy. No, no. I mean, like there was adult literature around. It was just not. It didn't live at my house. Yeah, it's. But do you remember? I don't know. You maybe you never did this. Do you remember going into a book a bookstore or something? They'd have like Playboys. In the magazine rack. But it was always on the top. It was always on the top. No, no, not always. You can have a look at them. And I remember going in there, it's like, hmm, you're like looking around. (laughs) You know, it's like. Right back in there. Creep back over a little bit later. You know, now think about the difference. Oh, yeah. It's like, ooh, I saw a booby. Now it's like you can see the sleaziest thing that the depths of man have ever pervaded on the screen. That's exactly right. In like one second. Yeah. Probably not a good thing. Not a good thing. No. Not a good thing. Um, Okay, coming up next, we've got. David Hearn Ryder, he says, since starting the Amigos podcast, you have branched out to many other platforms. How has the Amiga and its range of games held up in light of your exposure to these systems? Is it still King Dong? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I will say it stand, the Amiga stands up quite nicely amongst its brethren. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I mean, the ST, I, it, it, it's... The ST, it, it crushes the ST from what I've seen. I would, I would say uh, that the, the Amiga, you know, we do a bunch of shows on a bunch of different computers. Yeah. And taken as a whole, the body of work found on the Amiga is the best. Although the ZX is right in there, I, if I'm honest. Yeah, but the ZX had a lot place. of... The ZX reminds me of, like, the Game Boy, mm-hmm. especially the GBA. Like, they just released everything, good, bad, crap, mm-hmm. tie-in, junk. It got everything. Yeah. With the Amiga, it wasn't quite as bad. I mean, if you go, if you're saying, "Hey, how does it compare to like the Turbo Graphics or, this, or the Super Nintendo?" Then you've got so, that's a whole other world. But we're not, we don't cover that stuff, right? So amongst the things that we cover, you know, uh, uh, excluding uh, ARG, I think it, it does quite nicely. But I mean, also, like we love the 1200XL show because mm-hmm. we love like there are tons and tons of games that will give you a run for your money. Every computer. Except for the QL, has got some good aspects yeah, to it. Yeah, absolutely. That's not true. The Aquarius is also horrible. Oh. Okay, I can sit here and name a bunch of bad ones. Go and move on. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think that just you know we've been doing Amiga. We've done more Amiga games than anything else, and I think that the Amiga has the widest swath mm-hmm. of games in terms of like it can do. Now I'm only talking about computers. I'm not talking about consoles. Right. But like no matter what kind of game you're into you're going to find a really stellar example of that kind of game on the Amiga. Yeah. And I don't think there's any other computer that gives you that range. And there's tons, and t- I see tons and tons of Amigas we've never talked about, I've mm. never heard of, that mm. I want to try. Yeah. And they're super obscure. So something tells me we're going to be digging into some of these more wacky games, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like that, because you don't, you don't get that much uh, talk. Right. So. Chartel asks, what the heck is a gamble train? <laughs> If that's not what you say when the Amiga News section starts, then what do you say? That's what we say. So the Gamble Train is a train that brings the Amiga News. Well, should we go into it? Sure. 
I used to have a flip phone. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And uh, you could, but and you could actually store a little bit of stuff on it. So I would put notes on it, and eventually I got a, a proper smartphone. Not too long into the show, and so I used to call it the Gamble Tron. Tron, the Gamble Tron 2000, like that because it was a Simpsons reference. Oh, is that where that came yeah. from? Frank, Professor Frank had the Gamble Tron 2000 to bet on sports betting, you know. Mm. And so I caught it. I, I used to say, let me get the Gamble Tron out just for our own amusement. Mm -hmm. And how you got Gamble Train, I, I don't know. Do you want to explain that? Just, well, I thought you were not, saying Gamble Train. Gable? Gamble Train. Oh, why would you? Why would you? Well, I guess it makes as much sense as Gamble Train. Right. And so I was like, Gamble Train, that sounds cool. That sounds like, because we always talked about the Amiga News robot, because that yeah. was when we started the show, I had all these bumpers that would play Amiga News yeah. Game of the Week and all yeah. this stuff. And the Gamble and the, the Amiga News thing was the only thing that stuck around. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if like the Gamble Train pulled into the station and that gave us our news? Yeah. And thus were the Gamble Train. And I will say, the Amiga robot, he's still around on the ATV. Yeah. He makes appearance on there. He's yeah. on the bumpers on there. And so, and now the Gamble Train shirt is our best-selling uh, Amigos shirt. No. It is. You're kidding. Yeah. The Gamble Train? Actually, it's a total lie. I was going to say, I don't even have one. <laughs> no. But... Is it, um, it's so better than your... Uh, what was the bar? The puppet oh, bar? The mime and the puppet mime bar. And that, puppet one's bar. <laughs> that one is still that one's still waiting for its second sale. Paul, <laughs> aka Hermski, asks, what retro game would you like to see converted to a board game? How would you like it played out? Oh man. That's a good question. Because we've played, we you know, we were just talking. I like the video games that are have a board game. Mm -hmm. Um I'll tell you, you could probably do a pretty fun game with like a Mr. Do. Yeah, I, mean, I think you could do something there, including spelling bonus. I think that one might be kind of fun. Uh, you could probably do a pretty good. What do you think? I I'd think? like to see a Sim City game. Sim City. Board there is game. a board game. There's Sim City. They already have one for that. Oh, that well, exists. All right. Look, look into that. Yeah, shut me up. Well, <laughs> yeah, you might like it. Actually, <laughs> it's probably pretty good. Uh, I think. I think we all want to see a Top Banana board game. <laughs> How would that? What's the? What's the uh, gameplay loop? You there? each play the chick. Okay. You know, and it's a game that where you try to maintain your sanity. You have to look at various patterns. You know, there's like a card that flips over, and you got to stare at it without throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> it would come with like 3D glasses. <laughs> right. And then when you get to the part of the game where it just suddenly makes you sick by flashing over, that's when you put the other, that's when you put the uh, substation glasses on <laughs> to look at it. They're just black and white. It just flashes You know, on. Buck Owen says mule. That's That would be a great idea for board game. I, is it Mule basically? It, Mule may have one too. We have to look know. into that. Um, Pajaco says, with Nintendo Land recently opening up in the Disney parks around the world, what other video game publisher or franchise theme park land zone would you like to see? Have you seen any footage from Nintendo Land? I yeah, watched a video. Yeah, we covered this in uh, this week in retro when I was on it. Uh -huh. I watched some footage of a guy there. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, let's talk about what it costs to go to to Nintendo Land, well, which is in, it's in Universal. Okay, okay? you have to, but it's a separate ticket. Right. Okay. I'm sure. This guy for a family of four to get in, plus parking, plus everyone has to get a special watch to get past them to get to the main event of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's forty bucks a head, mm. plus a meal, plus just like I mean, just the bargain basement. It's a thousand dollars. 
for four people. Wow. Okay, so it's because it's called the fleecing. Yeah. Then he looks. He, he comes in. He gets high up on the in, uh, on the thing, and he looks that at Nintendo and it looks Land. Awesome. It does look awesome, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's about maybe two city blocks. Mm-hmm. It's not. Pretty it's small. not big. Yeah. The games in it are all like. Uh, there's one game where your shadow shoots like fireballs at something. That's the big game. There's a, the Mario Kart game. They use augmented reality. That you know, seems on cool, a, it's not. Oh. It does. I mean, I, maybe to somebody it is. I thought is you'd be Mario, in a cart. Are you not? You, I thought you'd be a, racing It's a around. rails thing. Okay. It's not the same. Okay. It's not the same. Well, but, but someone might like. It. Like my kid would love it. It'd be fun to go to if I had thousand bucks. Right. And live near Universal. Right. With all that said. Um, in terms of a, land, a theme park featuring something that I would enjoy, what, what do you think? Atari Land, based on 70s Atari. So everything oh, looks like shag carpeting and like cool Atari. It have that cool art yeah, everywhere. Cool old school art. Uh, and it would be like a, it'd be like traveling back through time, back to the 70s. So you go to a bar, like a real bar, like one of those sit-down restaurants. Like we always talk about wanting to go to the old club seating, yeah. stuff like that. What I would like is like, for example, they do the cartridge for Haunted House. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. You mm-hmm. go in there. Another one, tubing. Yeah. It's where you get in the, you know, throw like the, the cans, lazy river. You yep. know? Now, the game, here's the one everyone's going to have the biggest lines is when they re, if they do a live action versus the gotcha. Mm. Well, that, isn't that where you're, but that's a paintball game. No, no. That's not the one I'm talking about. Gotcha, and, the sport for the I'm NES. I'm talking about the one where it's got the two uh, boob controllers. Is oh, that okay, that, that was called, gotcha. I think okay. that was called gotcha. Uh, okay. See, I was getting cute there. But when you have to idea. explain the joke, it sort of wrecks it. Yeah. I'll say that game wrong. But yeah, I think it's a good idea, Boat. But I would go in a different direction. I mean, Nintendo Land's a good idea, but you got to have Sega Land. What's in Sega Land? Sega Land is you get a ticket to get in, mm-hmm. and then... To get to the better stuff, you've got to get a thing that fits over top the ticket. And then the final thing is you waste your money on the third thing to make it awesome. You know, so you're walking around with this You got a watch like this that sticks out this far. You got like the Sonic Zone mm. and stuff. There'd be some, Sega's got a lot of cool oh, property. Yeah. Here's the one I like the Streets of Rage ride. <laughs> You know, because here's what you up. do. Yeah, the, the, you just, they have the park exit in this real rough part of town. And it just sends you out, and you have to fight your way through. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Addy writes, A terrible fire rips through your house. Thankfully, all your loved ones and pets are safe outside, but you're the last one to leave. You can save one console plus one game and one computer plus one game. What do you save? Um, the Vectrix and my multi-cart. Mm-hmm. That's, cause that's, that's what I would save there. Uh, the other computer, I, the computer I would save... Gosh, we're going to ponder this for a minute. Oh, I've already got mine. The thing is, I'd probably, it'd be, it seems like it'd make the most sense to take the most valuable one, right? Well, depending on your perspective. Like, for me, I would definitely take the 1200XL because yeah. it's the only computer I have left from when I was a kid. Yeah, see, I don't have any of my, I don't have my original mm. computer, so I don't have that sentimentality towards it. So I would probably grab the Mr. Wedge and take that thing out. But, I mean... I mean, the thing is, I can replace all that stuff. Even the Amigas I've got, they're not... It's a lot harder to replace. Maybe I'd grab, like, the CD32. Those are pretty rare. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough. If I was going to just on the ones that I love, you know, that'd be it'd be hard. It'd be hard to do. I'd probably grab the black Amiga. It's got that cool case on mm-hmm. it that, you know, our boy gave us. So, it's tough, though. That's I, a tough I'd, definitely, I'd definitely grab the 1200XL and um, maybe the... Uh, the Mario Brothers cart with it, 
And I only have one retro console right now. I've sold everything else. So I just have the NES. So I grabbed the NES and my uh, EverDrive. What did you sell? Exactly. Everything else well, that I'm I trying, I didn't. Did you sell the 7800? No, I've still got that. Well, so you've got more than one. I, 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 yeah, I forgot about the 7800. So I've got the 7800 and the NES. I probably have more stuff, too, in my closet. Yeah, I figured you did. All right. Andy Craig. Andy Craig. Writes, for a boat in Japan. Did you ever give or receive Concho or Dong Chim in Korea? What's your the, opinion of it? He was King Dong Chim. So, for those of you that are unaware, Dong Chim in Korean or Concho in Japanese is a popular activity for schoolboys in which they put their fingers in a gun like position and jam them up their friends' butts. And they scream, Dong Chim or Concho! Really? Yes. You didn't. You weren't aware of this. How do they get access to the butt? Well, it's through the. Is pants. this at the bathhouse? No, this is through oh. the pants. Okay. okay. Well, that doesn't make so it much like, better. When you're when you're in the hallway, right? Yeah. And you got some boys behind you. You got to be careful. Yeah. Because otherwise, they're going to give you the old dong chim up the wazoo. Well, I tell you what, that wouldn't fly in the states. No. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> if someone slipped me the old don chim. They'd be getting they'd be getting the Missouri soup bone upside the head real quick. So yeah, unfortunately, you know I like to think that middle school students are beyond the dong chim oh, because man. you hear about it mostly in elementary schools. But I did get the dong. I did it. Did, I got man. It's hard to say. It's I hard did, to say because it's flashing back towards you. It's not comfortable getting dong chim I, because then you need to have a conversation with the boys about why it's not cool to dong chim. Well, th- but this ha- hasn't happened to you in the States. No, gosh, no. Don- just, how about Korea? It's- that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I, I, I thought you said what, Japan. That's where I taught. So, I so one of the students gave you the old, slipped you the old dong chim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He what thought it was hilarious. Do? I was like, listen, you can't dong chim Did you know me. what a dong chim was oh, when he yeah. did it? That's part of the training. When you go You're in. kidding me. They mentioned that in training. Yeah. Said, listen, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance that one of our students is going to stick two of his fingers up your butt. It's natural. No, it's not. <laughs> That's no good. So that's that's the uh, that's the that's the dong chim reality. <laughs> I thought the, the the Japanese were a personal, private, like hands off bunch of people. No, no, they are when it comes to they're second, handsy. Yeah, especially the kids. The kids they they, they live for. Let it. me ask you: When this happens, okay, let's say you successfully performed the old dong chim on right? a guy, right? You did it. Yep. You 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 got your hands. Now what do you do? <laughs> then you go, yeah. Do you run to the bathroom? No, no, no. That's part of it. You just live with it, man. Yeah, that's me out of Japan. Yep. Yeah. There's probably a lot of reasons. The bathhouses, the concho. You don't. Does, want to... it, does, does the dong chim ever go down in the bathhouse? Like while you're in the water? No, I don't think so. I well, I've never really witnessed. If like, it does, I don't want to hear. You about don't it. really see a ton of kids running around the bathhouse. Well, it's mostly your... just old. And now I know men. why. Yeah. I know exactly why. Yeah. Because that'd be a, that'd be holding the kid's face underwater. Well, yeah, you know, happy coding compares it to a wedgie. Did you ever give the old wedge back in the day? There's a big difference between a wedgie. And the and the dong chim. What's that? The dong chim requires you to stick your fingers up someone else's anal cavity. But it's through, it's through a layer of pants. Right. I don't care. <laughs> the wedge you just grab and hold of their belt and lift it up. It's a big difference. It's a difference right across the board. Mm. It's a huge difference. So it's cultural differences. Is what you're saying. What really makes it funky is when you dong chim somebody and they're, they're like turn around, they're into it. You know, uh, they have yeah. a name for that. I, 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 trust me, I'm sure they. They do. become your dong chum. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
I, is, I to, <laughs> is to scoot me. Look at that, how fancy. You can only bring one back. And he's got four logos here. Blockbuster, Toys R Us, Radio Shack, and Borders. Well, I don't care about Borders. They're out. I never liked Toys R Us. They're out. Radio Shack at the end was just hot garbage. Mm-hmm. So if I could bring back the old, incredibly old Radio Shack that I remember, I'd be them. Otherwise, it'd be Blockbuster, because at least I could go there and, you know, get videos. For me, it's Radio Shack. Because, like you said, obviously you can make this whatever you want. There's no, you can't buy electronic parts anywhere. That's true. These days. But it, but Radio Shack, you could barely get them there at the right, end. Right, but I'm just saying, like, classic Radio I Shack. Like, I'll tell you what, if anything before they got into the phone business, mm. I'm okay. You know, when you could join the Battery Club and all that stuff, that, right. and they had the Cocos, so that, now, that would be cool. I will say, in Borders defense... When I was in high school, yeah. that was I went there all the time because that was the only place you could get CDs that weren't just like top forty stuff because oh, it was yeah. Kmart or Borders. Like, well, where did know. you go? Where did you buy your records back in the day? I didn't. I've never personally bought a record, really, except for Larry Zabisco's forty five that he made me buy at a wrestling convention. Really? So, yeah. like, you never bought music when you were well. A kid? My mom and dad would. I never. Well, no, I, I, I never bought music, but when I bought so it was a cassette. Okay, so, okay, but reframe the question. When you bought your cassettes, where did you buy them from? Department stores. Yeah, so it's like... If but I wasn't listening to anything really bizarre. Right, you know? and so, like, I was listening to all that stuff Jamie listens to when I was in high school, so... College music. College music. Look where that got him. Yeah. He's as goofy as the day is long. It gets you wearing sweater vests is what it well, does. Well, that's enough said. David Hearn Ryder says, if it was possible for Akeem to wrestle the one-man gang, who would win? Well, because they're the same guy, for your information. This really? Is, yeah, because the one-man gang was this big, fat, white... He was tattooed, He right? was a big, fat, tattooed white guy with a mohawk. He wore a jean vest and black outfit with a white stripe down the side. Mm-hmm. Killer. He had these boots that had skull and crossbones on them. And then one day, Slick came out with this new guy. Who's Slick? Slick's his manager. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a pimp, although he became a reverend for real. <laughs> then he was Reverend Slick, if you can believe that. Anyway, he comes out with this guy named Akeem, the African Dream. And it was what they'd done was they'd had the one man gang grow his hair back mm-hmm. into a shaggy mullet. He put him in a all blue bodysuit with like yellow it. stripings. Okay. And on the back of it was the outline of the entire continent of Africa that said Akeem in the middle of mm-hmm. it. And he walked like this. That's how you knew he was African. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because they had Dusty Rhodes as the American dream. This was the African <laughs> That dream. was multiculturalism in action. And to make the team weirder, who would you team a guy like this up with? Maybe Kamal or Swipe? No. The big boss man, <laughs> for some reason. So, yeah, Former prison guard? They were called the Twin Towers. They were these, yeah, that's right. So, so you got a guy from Cobb County, and you got a guy who's really from Texas, but now Hale is from darkest Africa. And he walks like this. Oh, I forgot. He had the African guy hat. The round hat. Right, I know what you mean. You got to have yep. that. And so that was him. Man, how long did that last? Not long. It was too long. <laughs> the funniest thing ever, they were on a main event, on Saturday night main event. And they had this maneuver where they'd have a guy laid out. I think it was Hulk Hogan in this mm-hmm. case. And they would both back into the ropes and then both take off running and do a double, double like, splash. Body splash, yeah. So... They did this, but, for, you know, Bossman hit the ropes first with his big old hiney, and he parted the ropes enough to where Akeem just went back, ass backwards out of the ring and landed on his head. Oh, man. It was so funny. That's awesome. I remember seeing that live on TV. I was like, he just died. It was great, you know. But, yeah, Akeem was horrible. So if they had a match, the one-man gang would stop a mud hole, and, and he did become the one-man gang again eventually. 
But yeah, I always like so he him. retired as the one man gang. Yeah. Okay. Although I'm sure if you paid him, he'd come back to the Is he still wanted. working? I don't think so now. Mm. I don't think so. But yeah, he I always liked the one man gang. He was a good worker. Redford Jerry asks, ever consider selling it all and take a year or more to travel overseas or in the US? Well, selling it all wouldn't buy me a ticket to <laughs> to Poughkeepsie, <laughs> much less to anywhere over there. But I would like to take a trip, although I'm less inclined to do it now. Yeah. We're not over, yeah. unfortunately, as a country. We didn't do nothing, but we're not over. I did that, Retro Jerry. Yeah. I did sell it all, and I traveled overseas, and, and I did that, and uh, I would do it again. But uh, like you said, it's not the best time. Right you know, now. the funny thing is, here, but just to get political for a minute. Pol- no, not really. Political, but I got here's it, the yeah. thing. Like, if people in Europe and Russia... In Africa, if they knew West Virginia, they'd be cool with us because we're not even really part of the U.S. That's true. We're a lot like Puerto Rico. That's true. Like we're here, mm. but I mean they don't acknowledge us. Mm-hmm. They don't like us. They right. don't care about us. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. They don't come here. Mm-hmm. They mock us incessantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so we're sort of like Europe. Yeah. It's like, what are you idiots doing? We've got no power or control. That's true. We're literally just going down the stream. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Europe, you see a West Virginian person. Cut us a break. We're doing the best we can. We have no control over anything that's happening. Very true. Pixels of Dawn asks, if a wealthy investor came along to fund anything you want at the next boat fest, what would have there? What would you have there? What would you have Come there? Come on, Pixels of Dawn, an editor of a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying Maybe to... Maybe he slipped in a caveman for a minute. He, he so, what would you have there? He so rarely makes mistakes, I thought that that was something that I, I was trying to parse it. Um, so... If you wanted something funded, what would you what would you want funded? Oh jeez, what do you this is your show. What would you like to have? I would love to fund, you know, I, I know you hate Funko Pops. That's that's true. Okay. I don't I have a great dislike for them. I would love to market a line of vintage computers in the same general shape as a Funko Pop. So it would come in a little box that has a, a plastic front so you can see inside like a Funko Pop. Yeah. But inside of it, you'd have a desktop and a computer sitting there with a screen you could flip on. It would just yeah. be a static screen yeah. and maybe a little potted plant or something next to it and you have a full line of computers sold. See what I would line. like to have, first of all, I think it's a great idea. You actually tried to get this off the ground a couple years yes. ago as I recall. But what you need to do is like a small diorama. Yeah. Remember when like the Simpsons little... had those little dioramas of different scenes? Yeah, those are super perfect cool. mm-hmm. for that. Now, getting back to Funko Pops, because I thought you were going to say you want to boat Funko Pop. You're like the default mold for Funko Pop. <laughs> That's true. Like That's they true. would literally have to do nothing. You just put it out at the store. You don't require any anything special. It would be cheap to make. It would be cheap to make. But yeah, I like your idea. Listen, you need to get some action on that. Talk to some of your big playing pals. Hey, at Boat Fest, we'll have a we'll have a meeting about it. Oh. <laughs> I gotta see who you invite to this meeting. Andy Craig's back with more wrestling talk. All right. Some Not pro favorite. wrestlers seem to carry their title belt everywhere. That's true. If you had, I a, would. if you had a title belt, would you show it off? You got that right. Although he's got a picture of Titus here. This guy's a geek. Who is Titus? He's the he's the guy that works for Fox News. That's the current NWA World Champion. He works for Fox News. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. He was a, he was in the WWF as the Funkasaurus. Okay. Believe it or not, I liked him better as the Funkasaurus. Now he's the talk junkasaurus. Mm. But the NWA is falling on hard times. But he's the NWA. That belt right there, that's the same belt like 
Ric Flair and Harley Race, all the greats held. He is not. Now, he NWA, that's not Billy crap. Corgan's promotion. It is, is it? Billy okay. Corgan. Okay. Billy's lost his mind on this one. And, well. he, and the thing is, the guy that he beat for it was way, way better, but he mm. was leaving. So this guy's a geek. But when, yeah, I would wear that thing. You know, uh, back in the day, I'm a big UFC fan. They got belts, right? Mm-hmm. There was a guy that was UFC champ. Gosh, I wish I could remember his name. But he held it for quite a while. And he he would wear it everywhere, and I heard that he actually wore it to bed and stuff. Like that was his thing. He all it was under his clothes. Mm-hmm. Another guy, Andy Kaufman, he had that intergender title. Mm-hmm. He would wear that under his suits. He would wear it under his clothes when he was on the sh- on doing taxi. Mm-hmm. He always had it on. And who could blame them? They're cool. They're big, cool belts. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about buying a replica belt from some kind of wrestling scene? No. No. If I was going to do one, like we almost, I thought about trying to get one for like our fantasy football league when mm-hmm. I was doing that. It would be cool to have like a video game version of it that we could like, we could defend. That'd be a good thing for Boat Fest. Mm-hmm. Now I'll think about it. We weren't too cheap, you know, but to get one and like for a certain game that we could play every every time we have a Boat Fest, you have to defend the title. Do they sell belts that are like <clears throat> replica belts that look exactly like, because you know how they sell like the lightsabers that are real real high end? Do they sell yeah. real high you end? You can buy the belts? exact same belt. Really? Yeah, but it costs. They're mm-hmm. not, I mean, you, the replicas are real cheap. And mm-hmm. you can also get something, just put anything you want on them. I wonder if there's a there's a BGW belt, isn't there? I, I mean, a, a Battleground Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's have their logo and stuff. But you could get a big, you could get a big gold belt with a big picture of you making a dumb face with the ad if you wanted to. <laughs> the boat belt. I like it. It wasn't Chuck Liddell. Uh, Andy Craig asks, Is it true that Aaron works on alcohol breathalyzer machines and Boat drinks a fifth of mossy dirt whiskey for the calibration test? <laughs> well, listen. If Boat got... Boat, I, if he drank a bunch of that stuff, trust me, he'd be under the under the, the musky soil. That stuff's tough. But yes, I do work on the intoxilizers. I don't, we, I don't have one here at the house. So you I ever think about just bringing one home for fun? A guy that he's no longer with us. That's what they told me. But he used to have one that he would take to ba- this bar he mm-hmm. went to, like as a party favor. Right. And the he, the boss kept asking what was going on. He's like nothing, nothing. So the the <laughs> boss went undercover oh, and like man. caught this guy coming out of the bar, and they were like, "You're fired." Wow. Yeah, man, that seems like a dumb thing to do. Yeah, he was drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he a lot of dumb stuff. Now, did he do it so he could check his own levels? Is he with No, it was just for fun. Oh, he, he was just picking like up chicks. Nothing turns on the chicks like a breathalyzer. <laughs> what? How big are the intoxilizers? They're huge, right? No, they're not that big. The 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 one we use now, the eight thousand, it's about the size of like a small cooler, like a hand cooler, about that wide. It's got a little handle on yeah. it. Yeah. Now, what about the breathalyzers that you can get, like on Amazon? That those are, are like, portable breath testers. Those okay. are just little handhelds. Yeah. Now, are, are those accurate? Uh, yeah, if you if they're calibrated and they're rep from a reputable place. Okay, yeah. so it's not it's not a it's not just all snake oil like some of it is. Some okay. of it they give you a dud, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Buck Owens asks, "You are gifted your choice of any television or film vehicle. What what do you choose? What would be your choice if you had to use it as your daily driver, grocery getter, commuter, Sunday go to meeting mobile?" Wow, that makes mobile. my choice really weird. <laughs> I would get the time machine from H.G. Wells' time machine, the movie. Mm-hmm. Remember that thing? Mm-hmm. You've never seen that? Mm-hmm. The original film? Is oh, it? my God. It's so good. And, what year is it from? Oh, uh, 61 okay. or something like that. It's in color. Mm-hmm. 
but there, he's got this time machine, and, and it's in the Victorian style. It almost looks like a sled. Mm-hmm. And he's got this, like, jewel he puts in to activate it. It's just awesome looking. Mm-hmm. Now, taking that to work might be weird. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Does it actually disappear? And oh, yeah. Well, see, time? here's the problem. So, like, when they first fire this thing up in the movie, they go forward in time, like, 18 billion years. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is they materialize in, like, this cave. So they go out to look around, and while they're gone, somebody shuts the cave door, so they're screwed, right? Mm. So when they eventually get back into it, the guy goes back in time, and when he gets home, he shoves the thing out in his yard. So Mm. when they go back, it'll be outside the cave. Mm. You see, so the problem is, to use this to commute, I would have to literally shove it to <laughs> work. That would not and be And then I well. could go back and forth in time. You know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do it for me no. as, a, as a commuter. What about you? I've always been a big fan of the original Batmobile from the 40s. The 40s? Yeah, like not the one that looks like it. just looks like a The big... one that sort of looks like the one that was in Batman the movie. That long, long with the fins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've always liked that I one. I like the one from the TV show better. That one's cool, but it's not exactly a stealth uh, transport. Yeah, but know? it's got the... Who wants to be stealthy when you've got a big, huge jet motor on the back? <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know? Um, that's a good choice, though. That's a cool Batman. Buck asks, you are an entrant to the for Death Race 2000. Oh, he man. Says, that's a good, good one. The good Carradine-style one, not the crappy 2008 Now, wait one. a minute. Stop the question. Don't rag on the 2008 version. That was awesome. This, it had Crank in it. It was great. It had the guy that played Engine in it. I love that. That's the one where they race at the prison. So, yeah, don't give me that, Buck. Who is your co-pilot or navigator, and what is the name of your vehicle? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you who I would get. Jig. Who's that? My old buddy, the Jigolo from Lexington. He was good at, he was, he's a hot rod guy. Mm-hmm. He's a tuner guy, and he's real proactive. And he's also crazy, mm-hmm. although he, he plays a mean Santa Claus these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would get my old buddy, the Jigolo. We call him Jig for short from Kentucky. That's who I'd get. Because I don't know a lot of guys that know a lot about cars. I'd probably just bring you with me. You'd, to the death race? Yeah. I'd, we'd be killed for sure. Well, if we're going to go down, we go down together like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> this, we're going to hold hands as the guy drives a spike to the side of the car. I don't, like that. I don't think that's a good way to go. You'll be giving me the dong pong or whatever. Or that was called. <laughs> it's not the dog pong. Did I get that wrong? That sounds culturally insensitive. <laughs> is two Scooby's final question? It sounds real insensitive to me. <laughs> Do you believe that spontaneous human combustion is real? Yes, and uh, I, that was a topic from way back when I was a kid on in search of spontaneous human combustion, and it is incredibly rare. But I believe. And I don't have an answer for as to why, but I do believe that it can happen. I yeah, do believe that. I agree. I think I've read things about it that seem like it's something that can happen under the right circumstances. Yeah, that would suck, too. Well, I mean, it would be kind of cool for a while. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be cool at all. You'd be on fire. <laughs> but I mean, like, you'd be like, <laughs> you know? like. Have you ever burned your finger on the oven? Yeah. Picture that all over your body as and 50,000 times worse. Oh. I was thinking about the guy from the Wish You Were Here cover. You think Joan of Arc was that she was getting lit up? She's like, this is pretty good. <laughs> Probably I'm not. Down with, no, wait a minute. That kind of hurt. Ah! I don't think she's saying it's kind of cool at first. Boat. <laughs> Maybe you, not. Clearly, you have a pain threshold beyond most normal men. <laughs> well, you know, it's not true. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, as always, for watching this edition of Actually Amigos or listening. Whatever. We will see you next time. And until then, adios. adios.